0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Lackadar Podcast. We are very glad you decided to join us today. Our hope here at Lackadar is that we are more than a podcast, not because of us, but because of God, and that we strive to bring glory to Him, because that's the only place where glory is deserved, and that the listeners either come to know Christ if they don't, or are built up in their walk with Christ. With that being said, of course, Lackadar does not need to be a substitute for your church body. We pray that you're plugged into a church body and are not letting Lackadar be a substitute for that. But hopefully, Lackadar is helping you in your daily walk. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on our social media pages, which are in the episode description. We hope you enjoy the episode, and God uses it. Alright, so thankful you are tuning in to this episode of the Lagadar Podcast. At whatever time of day you are listening to it, we are glad you have decided to take the time out of your day to do that. Or if you're driving, you have decided to not listen to music or not listen to another podcast, that would probably be much better. But you have decided to listen to this and we hope God uses it in a great manner as we know He can and will. So before we get too deep into the podcast, we'll go ahead and say a word of prayer. Dear Lord, I I thank you for this day, and I thank you just for everything you've done for me and everything you've done for all the listeners, God, because, God, we know that you've done so much for us, even if it was just the cross, God, that's still more than anyone else has ever done for us, God, and please help us as we're talking about the greatest sermon ever preached, God, from your Son. Thank you for that, and thank you for Jesus, God. Thank you for each and every person listening, and just please help us to love you and love each other more every day. It's in your name I pray, amen. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and preface this. They're doing some remodeling in my dorm room, so the possibility that there's going to be some background noise is very, very, very high. Hopefully it will not drown me out. If it does, please let me know and I will re-record this episode at a later time and get it out to you guys. But well, let's hope it's not that bad. So, and with that being said, Matthew five verse seven is where we are at today. If you've been keeping up, we've been going through the teachings of Jesus, and then the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes. So, kind of a, as I like to say, a series within a series within a series. But. Verse 7 of that says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. So, let's, just in case you've forgotten, go back over blessed. That's the state of well-being for those that belong, that are in the kingdom of heaven, which is probably each and every one of us. If it is not you, then this one more than the rest does not apply to you because, first thing, You cannot receive, you cannot show the proper mercy, you cannot show mercy until you have received it yourself. And you might ask yourself, well, I disagree with that. I've been very kind and compassionate to people. Yes, I guess you have been very compassionate to people in the past, but mercy is a little bit different. Being compassionate is part of mercy. But mercy is not getting what you deserve. So, for instance, people that we meet on the road, and they're just they're just being horrible drivers. Like they're pulling out in front of you and then turning in 50 feet. Like they don't use their blinker. They're just like just being terrible drivers and they make you mad. Having mercy on that person is if you run, if you happen to be going to the same destination as that person. Being, being polite to that person. Being compassionate with that person. And even if you don't understanding that person is in a hurry or not necessarily looking at the bad. That's being merciful to that person. Because that person, just like you do, deserves to be hated. Ultimately. I mean, they they did something that on a human standard that was against what we like. So from a human standard, that person deserves to be hated. But mercy is the exact opposite of that. Mercy is not giving them what they deserve. It's being forgiving. It's being kind, patient with that person. And you ask, well, how come only believers can do that? Because they've been shown it themselves. We deserve to death. Like, the, we don't even deserve to be here. When Adam and Eve sinned, God could have wiped out the earth and started all over again. But in His mercy, He didn't. Yes, He did with the flood, but He still saved the remnant of Noah's wife and his boys. And their wives. And, ultimately, we don't deserve anything. Much less the opportunity to spend with Jesus in heaven. And I think that there's a lot of different ways we can interpret that. End for they shall receive mercy. I think, To an extent, everyone on the planet receives mercy. Because God could easily, the first time we sin, boom, we're dead. So it's mercy to keep us alive. And then those who are saved receive mercy because they get a life with Jesus. They're saved. They get a life with the Holy Spirit living inside of them. Teaching them, correcting them, showing them the way to go. And then in the end, for those that are merciful, they shall receive mercy. In the end, we're going to get mercy in the judgment. Because he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Not depart from me, for I never knew you. So that breeds the question. For, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Like I said, if you are not a believer, I don't believe this applies to you. Because you can't be merciful. You can be nice, but it takes the work of the Holy Spirit to be merciful. I know even in my life, it's hard to have mercy. And not in the way Uncle Jesse on Full House does. Hope you got that reference. If not, maybe one day you'll get saved and watch Full House. No, I'm just kidding. But um, we have to show what's been given to us. There's, and I really should have. Wrote it down. I read it yesterday in preparing for this. And I didn't write it down. But it's the story of the man who. He he can't pay his debt. And the the master. He says. Don't worry about it. And then he forgives him. He writes it off. And then. Well I, I believe he gives him an extended. I can't remember the details exactly. But I believe he gives him the extended time to pay the debt. And then. The man who had just received such mercy went. And someone that owed him money. He choked the guy out. And was like give me the money you owe me. No you can't have an extension on this. No. you Pay me what you owe me. That has no mercy on him. And Jesus point in that parable was. You've been shown mercy. So you should show mercy. And you say well. It says that the merciful shall receive mercy. Does that mean if you're a Christian and you don't show mercy, that you're not going to receive mercy? Well, I would say that, and it's not my goal to question anyone's salvation. But if you are not merciful, I would check your heart. And yes, it's so easy to get where you're like cold hearted and you don't really like the, these people and you don't have to like everyone, everyone. You're never going to like everyone. But we need to show mercy to them. We need to give them what they don't deserve. Be polite to them. Be forgiving. Be kind. Be what Jesus was to us. In James 2 verse 13 it talks about, or the, first, the end of James 2 is talking about faith without works and the first part is talking about favoritism. In kind of earthly judging, but showing partiality to these people and not these people. But verse 13 says this, For judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. So in the end of time, when Jesus comes back and he's separating, if you have not shown mercy, which being showing mercy is a mark of a believer... It doesn't mean if you somehow manage to be good enough, which we never will, to show mercy on our own that we're going to get to sneak into heaven. No. If you're a believer, you will show mercy. And being a believer is the only way into heaven. But being merc- being merciful is a synonym with being Christian. Because you cannot... Again, I hate to keep harping on this, but I just want... If there's anyone unbelieving listening to this, that they would... Hear these words that you have been shown this amazing amount of mercy. And yes, even you who are not saved. Like I said earlier, God could have killed you on the spot. God could have not even let us live. He could have killed Adam and Eve and just said, I don't want creatures. I just want to look at my amazing, I don't want humans. I just want to look at my amazing order of creation but no humans are at the pinnacle of his creation he loves us he wants us to serve him that's showing us mercy he also shows us mercy by allowing us to be saved we don't deserve to have a relationship with god we deserve to be the exact opposite of that he shows us mercy by when we accept him as the lord and savior of our life and when we get to the end of time to the judgment he shows us mercy by not sending us to hell Because He could so do that. Even even if we did live a life with Him. If God wanted to, He could send us to hell. He doesn't want to do that. He doesn't. He doesn't want to send anyone. It's not His will that anyone perish. But we have to have a relationship with Him. We have to realize the mercy that's been shown to us. And accept more mercy. And then for the believer, please listen. You have received this amazing amount of mercy. Show it. I believe if we show this mercy to others, we will have more We will have more believers. Because when you see, not even the guy driving, but when you see the guy just being a jerk in the grocery store, or you see a guy just being a jerk at the ball field, what does that guy deserve? That guy deserves you to go give him a piece of your mind, doesn't he? That's exactly what he deserves. But what about when you're being a jerk at the ball field? Or you're being a jerk at the grocery store. And I'm not calling anyone a jerk that's listening to this. I'm, I don't have anyone in mind. I'm not saying, well, this poor well, Jackson Carney is a jerk at the ball field. No, I'm not saying that at all. I don't have anyone in mind when I'm saying that. But what if we looked at people's lives and we said, "What I, I mean, the golden rule, we'll get to that soon. Would I want someone to treat me like this. And it's more than just behavior modification it's more than that it's a complete and utter life change when you get saved and yes there will be times when you slip up and you give that guy at the ball field a piece of your mind but you ask forgiveness you you might even want to go and ask that man that you gave your opinion to at the ball field for forgiveness but mercy is giving others what you, what they don't deserve because we were given what we don't deserve And it's it's a hard thing to do. In fact, it's impossible without Christ. Without Holy Spirit living inside of us, showing mercy is impossible. Because how do we show something we don't know anything about? Because we haven't been shown it ourselves. And we all know those people that are just truly merciful. I hope you do at least. Those that are very forgiving and kind. And even when you act a jerk to them, they're just... Welcome you back with open arms, you know. And it's not the behavior. It's the heart behind it. And the heart behind it leads to behavior. And that heart only comes from Christ. And I don't want to keep repeating myself, but this is, it's just essential. This world would be a much better place if people were merciful. If they were not vindictive. We know vengeance only belongs to God. And if people went around thinking, this person probably's having a bad day. they Yeah, they deserve me to go punch them in the face. But I'm going to, through the power of the Holy Spirit alone, have mercy on them. Be polite to them. Maybe shake their hand instead of punching them in the face. Or if you know them well, giving them a big old hug instead of punching them in the face. If Christians showed the mercy they were deserved, no sorry, if Christians showed the mercy they were given, more people would come to Christ. In my heart, I believe that that if we were that if we showed the mercy we were given, more people would come and seek this mercy because for a lot of people they think that Christianity is just a set of rules, and it's a a relationship with the one and only God. And A, he was merciful enough to give us that relationship. Merciful enough that when we accept that relationship, we get a life with him. we accept what he did on the cross. Jesus didn't have to come to the cross. In fact, that's the last thing Jesus had to do. He could have sat in heaven with God the whole time and never came down here for those 33 years. Well, we think it was 33. He could have never done that. And he would have been perfectly justified in that. And God would have been perfectly justified in not providing for us the way. Or Jesus could have lived that life and then said in the garden, God, I'm ready. Take me back up, take, take me back up home. No, he endured the cross. He showed us mercy in that. Why in the world would we then not show mercy? If that much mercy has been given to us. Why would we not show it? And again, it is hard. It's not hard, it's impossible to be a merciful person. It's hard to say, you know what, you don't deserve this, but I'm giving it to you anyway. Or, I'm not going to give you what you deserve, rather. Rather, because when we give somebody something they don't deserve, that's grace. But not giving them what they deserve. Refraining from that. So mercy and grace are very similar. We can get into the discussion of that real real quick. Grace is us getting what we don't deserve. Mercy is us not getting what we deserve. Like, having a relationship with Christ, that's both. Because it's mercy that we even have or that we had the opportunity to have one because we shouldn't. What we deserve is not having the opportunity, and we don't get that. And grace is us getting the opportunity. Grace is us having a relationship with Christ. Grace is us getting into heaven. Mercy is us not getting into hell. See, they come hand in hand. There's no one without the other, ultimately. So we should be gracious with people, but we should also be merciful. That's what Jesus is saying here. And you can't understand either one until you've been been given it. So, mercy is us not getting what we deserve, us not getting hell, but on the flip side of that, grace is us getting heaven, or mercy is us not being left to just wander around. no hope, grace is the hope we are given, so they go hand in hand, but be merciful, and i hope I hope you understand the difference of mercy and grace very, 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 very similar. And in fact, they go hand in hand ultimately not getting it and then turning around and getting it. Getting something you don't deserve. Not getting what you deserve and then turning around instantly and getting what you do. So be merciful. Have grace. Be compassionate with people. Be forgiving. Because that's what was done to you. Don't be like the guy in the parable. Because that's not good. And that doesn't give a good message about Christians. God gave us mercy God showed us mercy rather not gave us showed us mercy let's show mercy again let's be like Uncle Jesse on Full, on full House and have mercy just kidding just, that's what I thought about when I was studying this I was like I'm going to say have mercy one time just so like I can say it but that's a completely different subject be a merciful person love people 'Cause you've been loved. And when Oh when that person comes up to you says, Hey man, I deserved to be punched in the gut. Why didn't you do that? Say, man, let me tell you about this mercy I've received. Jesus came and died for me and didn't didn't give me hell. Didn't give me the just having to wander around without him. He showed me grace by giving me a relationship with him, giving me heaven when I accept that relationship with him. And brother, sister, I hope you've done that. So don't don't take credit for it when someone comes up to you and says, Why are you why didn't you give me this? I deserve this. Why didn't you tell me off at the ball field? I deserve to be told off. Why didn't you We're we gonna get real We're gonna get real here. Why didn't you flip me off when I cut you off in the um on the interstate? Like because if you take credit for that, then you're a, you're lying to the people because it wasn't you, it was God, and b you're losing a gospel conversation you could have had right there, so love God, and that mercy that He's shown you by not giving you the things you deserve, such as wandering around hopelessly with no hope in the world, and such as death and eternal separation from him. He didn't give you those things. He easily could have, but he was gracious with us. So be merciful with people and then show them why you're being merciful. So I'm going to pray then we're going to move into closing thoughts. Dear Lord, I, I thank you for this day and I thank you just for everything you've done for us and everything you're going to do for us. God, thank you for not giving us what we deserve god because we deserve like i've said so many times in this episode just wander around with no hope no way out or we deserve to die and go to hell But you've provided grace for another way god you've given us these things please help us to never take that for granted and to show other people god please help us to love you and love each other more every day and help if someone's listening to this god this is the first time they've heard about how merciful and gracious you are god that you didn't give them what they deserved and that you are going to give them what they don't deserve. Just please help them, God, to come to know you, to reach out to me, to reach out to a pastor or someone, God. And God, just please help. Help us to grow in love with you and just to be merciful people and share the gospel, maybe even through our mercy. Help us to love you and love each other more every day. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Closing thoughts time. This is something that's kind of been going on in my life at least the past couple of weeks. And something I wanted to share with you guys. And I know it's not feasible for everyone. But I think in a way it could be, I guess. Taking a rest day or a Sabbath it doesn't necessarily have to be on Sunday. And some people take it to further extremes than others, some don't. The past couple of weeks, I'd say probably three or four weeks, I have been able to not do any schoolwork. The only thing I do is go to church. And but preface this, it doesn't have to be on Sunday. If there's another day works better for you if you're a pastor or you are in the medical field, anything you have to work on Sunday, it can be a Tuesday. But be a great opportunity to listen to like our podcast on your Sabbath day. Just wanna throw that out there. But, um, take a rest Some might say don't do anything on your rest day. I say do things that help you rest, maybe. Like, I studied for this podcast on Sunday. I watched a little bit of TV. I work in the admissions office, so yesterday I got to go on a little recruiting trip. That's restful. And yes, it it, it will take extra work. Like, and this is all from God. This is not me. Because for years I thought that it was stupid. I mean, I know God's commandment, and I knew that it was that it was God's command. But I thought that taking a rest a day was just not needed, and all of these other things. But I found that it's actually very helpful in my spiritual life. Just taking a day, to maybe I mean, may, I mean, just praying, not even praying for 24 hours of the day. But just taking time to just sit and relax. Maybe think about spiritual things. Maybe have, definitely have some time of prayer. Read your Bible. But just take a day where you're, not, where you're resting. God rested on the seventh day. So should we. Like I said, it doesn't have to be a Sunday. It can be a Tuesday. And I'll be honest. When you start that, you'll think, how in the world is this feasible? I have X, Y, and Z to do. It takes so long, but somehow... I have enough time. And it will take work the other six days. You might have to do a little bit more work each six day to have a rest on that one day. But it's so worth it. It's so restful. And this and it helps with your spiritual life. Because sometimes we get so bogged down where we're working 24-7. That we don't take time to do anything. But when we rest and we just have time to recuperate. For me, at least, it's helped me stay closer to God and keep things in perspective. And I feel like it will for you. And maybe you're not in a position where you can do that. Maybe you work seven days a week, sun up to sundown. I don't know. But if you are in a position where you can do it, I would highly encourage it. Like I said, for years I've thought that it was useless. But it's not. It has helped me out tremendously in my faith with not getting... I hate to use the word burnout, but not getting burnt out and not getting just where I feel like I have to go, 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 and don't have time to respond to the spirit or anything. And yes, on the, there is a tendency on those six days to do that, but it just keeps your mind focused where you're not constantly focused on work, where there's a day you're just able to rest. There was a reason God told us to do that, and I believe because it keeps our spirit in the right place. So... Maybe that doesn't apply to you. Maybe you want to have nothing to do with it. But I would highly, highly encourage you to reconsider and think about. So, I don't have anything else to say other than next week. Yes, next week. Sorry, I was looking at my calendar. I I looked at a Monday instead of a Tuesday and just got a little confused. Next week, the 25th, will be when our testimony episode this month will air. Looking forward to that. And, yeah. Pop sockets, bracelets, still no charge to you. And stickers, still no charge to you. T-shirts, if you would like one. I'm actually not wearing it today, but I am wearing the bracelet. There will be $20 to you for the gray or the blue one. Just let me know which one you would like. And, yeah, again, as we always say, we don't ever want to neglect to say this because someone might be listening and they're like, you know, I would really like to do a testimony episode. Let us know. Or if you know someone who would like to do one, you want to do one, let us know. Of course if we don't know you, I say we mean myself and Jackson, that we will we will have to sit down with you make sure make sure you're sound. Not that we think anyone's not sound that's listening to the Like Our podcast, or we hope not, but you never know. We don't want to lead our listeners astray. Because God's giving us this opportunity and we don't want to squander it. So And, of course, we're not going to ask you deep theological questions. What's your belief on the end times? No. Just uh, that you're not going to say anything heretical in your testimony. Yeah. So, I don't think I have anything else to say. Love you guys. Hope you have a great week. Go point to the point. Goodbye.